on Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. I'm a man. I'm not Amber O'Hearn. Uh, my name is Cameron. I'm her husband. And here's an ad. Before we get started, we wanted to say a thank you to today's sponsor, Annunciation Designs. Learn more about calling to mind the sacred in the midst of the ordinary at AnnunciationDesigns.com. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 92. All parents should send their kids to the Latin Mass. Is something we didn't want to say to turn people off to this episode. It's like if a parent discovers the benefits of breastfeeding and can't wait to tell every new mother about it, or the benefits of co-sleeping, or Montessori schools, or discipline styles, or diets. When you discover something amazing, you want to tell the world about it. But we all know what it's like to be told how to parent. And for most things, do what you think is best for you and your family. But what we do want to say is every parent should take their kids to the Latin Mass at least once. And in this episode, you'll learn why. Uh, we talked to John and Amanda Gulick all about the Latin Mass and why they're raising their kids with the Latin Mass. Let's get started. Everyone, go become a podcast supporter at patreon.com slash diapersanddisciples because you will get the full unedited episode and we have an amazing, just phenomenal magnet that we want to give you that's the best joke we've ever come up with like we spent all day on this we like had a summit we're batting around ideas we landed on this joke and you guys are gonna love it you're gonna stick it on your fridge and laugh every time you see it and that's only for patrons so become a patron get the three out three hours become a patron get the whole unedited episode and all kinds of other goodies and support our efforts. Without further adieu, here's without here's episode ninety-two. <laughs> At this parish, they wouldn't kneel during the consecration, which is forbidden in the rubrics. But so that's the kind of parish that we're like we cannot go here because yeah. I mean, we've seen the studies mm -hmm. recently that 69% of Catholics don't believe don't. in the real presence. Yeah. And we wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. sort of a right. we oxymoron because sta like statistics anyways, <laughs> right? What's that? I mean, Catholics, it's like yeah. Catholics. Oh, Catholics. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 By right. definition, yeah. right? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, like 69% of vegans don't eat meat. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, what, does that, what does that mean? <laughs> eat meat? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, because if if on Sunday we're not acting like this is Almighty God before me, like what yeah. one thing I love, and a lot of our listeners don't have familiarity with the Latin Mass, um, but one thing that I've come to love about the Latin Mass is after the consecration, the priest keeps his uh, his thumb and his forefinger together, right, and before and after every time he touches the Blessed Sacrament, he genuflects, mm -hmm. and. It's like, not very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes time, and it's like okay, you know, every time you know he moves the blessed sacrament, he's up and down, up and down. But 
we're acting like we believe that. Right. And that's the point. It's like if every Sunday you're at parishes that are not doing it as it's supposed to be done, and they're just shoveling the Blessed Sacrament around like it's a, a leaflet to hand out mm-hmm. or just something to get through or just trying to be very efficient. And mm. that affects us. And I think it yeah. affects our kids. Like yeah. if, if our kids are going to a mass like that, they're not going to think that that's almighty God. They're right. going to think that but that's the most important and most beautiful aspect. Yes. Of our faith. Right. The, it's the focus. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's, and that's why we build diamond studded tabernacles or whatever it is. We get everything we've got. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To keep the focal point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually we moved to DC the DC area, which is a very different environment. If you've ever been there, um, the, some of just, I mean, it's mm-hmm. hustle and bustle. Everything is about DC. And like it, when you are there, it feels like the whole world revolves around dis- the, the DC yeah. area. And we had a beautiful, um, a beautiful parish that we would go to. And one of the things that was our favorite about it. So I sang in the choir and did all that, but, um, we had two, um, they were not, not the pastors, but they're, assistant um, priests and they were wonderful and they are actually what brought us to the Latin Mass. Yeah, I mean, that, really? that's really the, okay. the tipping point for re, for falling in love with yeah. with the faith and with the Mass and with the, sort of everything was, you know, I'm continuing to study. You need to find a church where the tabernacle's like in And that Sutton. was hard. That was hard. <laughs> so, so we moved like right next to that place. When did to, that trend happen where all of a sudden there's like yeah. side the chapels? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. So we found this place and, mm-hmm. and I go to the, the associate pastor one day and I, I said, so I'm reading all this stuff and it says that the mass is the greatest form of prayer on earth, right? And it's all this beauty and all this stuff. I am not understanding. Mm. Like I am not praying right. I am not mm. appreciating the mass right. I am not. Doing, I'm not seeing it. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, something. I'm like I'm singing. We're studying the music. We're mm. paying attention. We're, you know, we love this. We believe the tenets of the faith. But what am I missing? Help me with this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I said it in passing or direct, but he didn't have a direct answer. <clears throat> and then a couple of weeks later, I get this phone call, and we only live like two miles away from the church. He goes, John, you need to come to my office. Just before Easter. <laughs> like, come to my yeah. come to my office. I'm like, like, oh. Oh no, the only time I've been come to my called to the office is in school, right? Yeah. I'm not being good. What did I do? Amanda, what did I do? I may not come back. I don't you know <laughs> put me in something. I don't know. So I show up to his office and he's sitting there in his cassock at his at his desk and uh, points this box over there on the floor. Take that box. That box is for you. Read it. <laughs> I look in the box, and there's like 15 books in there. I'm like, yes, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the box at home and opened up to the beginning, which we just started like this week. The beginning is, is Advent. Or maybe I started at the beginning of what? Is this the liturgical this year? Is liturgical. <laughs> this is where I found Got it. John Garen Jay's liturgical yeah. year. Yeah, so he introduced mm-hmm. me to this. And I start awesome. reading, and I start reading it where it's the the history and the mystery and the practice. Those are three. Like and we are blown before. away. And yeah. like, oh my gosh, these people mm-hmm. live their faith. Mm-hmm. And right? he's and calling the people of that time. Like these, he was just, he was 
really denouncing them for like not living their faith. He's like, we have so fallen away, and this is back in the 1800s, and you're going, are you kidding me? Like, if we even did a fraction of that, I'm like, oh, "Oh." we're so... And he'll tell you about a practice, and you're like, well, back a thousand years ago, it was like this, and it's been softened and softened and softened, and here we are in this incredibly soft... 19th century yeah. <laughs> and, then, like, and, and we're on that trajectory another yeah, hundred years sure. past but at the same time I'm, I'm just like falling in love like I, I want to be Catholic. so we you go know, and, this is just before Easter and so we go to these John has been reading about you know all the ceremonies leading up to Holy Week and and we're going where is this and we were we're like, we're I like, thought this was the most church? conservative church I could find. Yeah, <laughs> like, hmm. we, but we, we don't do this anymore. Like, where, where is this? You know, this is so gone. Hmm. Um, well, later, so we, we were very sad. Like, we would go to, 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 the, to the mass, to and whatever. we were like, oh. I just read lacking, about this, you know, it's right. not this. It's lacking right. something. Hmm. And then, so I said, Father, yeah. how, where, what, what's this? Where do I find this? And he goes, yeah. 545, show up at my door, knock like this. And then <laughs> knock like this. Well, before it was kind of there, a my grandma knock. died. Uh, was it before it or after? Was, it okay, was before. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I get my time mixed up. But yeah, because I get so, so excited about this, my grandma this died. Story. Um, <laughs> it really my, is. My grandma story. had died, and mm-hmm. but before she died, this it was one of the. It was actually um, it was Ash Wednesday, and I went to um, to the, to the mass, and then I came home because obviously you've got to do that. And while I was sitting in mass, though, I'd heard I heard my grandma call my name. And she she always called me Rudy, and I hear this like really strange, like that is weird. Well, I come home to find out my grandma had had died, but then wow. they had brought her back, and she was in a hospital. So we went to Michigan during this time, um, and to visit my grandma in the hospital, and she was in a coma, and she the, she wasn't going to be, um, she basically wasn't going to be resuscitated if she mm. passed again, and because um, that's what she would want. But anyway. So we're sitting there, I'm talking to my grandma, and we had to go to Mass that, because it was Sunday, it was to meet our, you know, Sunday obligation. Right. And um, we ended up going to, we tried to find this one church, but we found, we found one that looked like a, a nun's habit hat, you know, and so we, we tried to go in there, but we were a few A church late. that looked like a nun's habit Hat? Yeah, you know, like, like the one of those big swooshy ones. You know, you know that goes oh, up. Okay. It looked yeah, like okay. the yeah, yeah. nuns, like habit. You know. <laughs> okay, got it. So anyway, and we were like walking in the doors, and all of a sudden we just get this like repulsion. We're like, we can't go here, and we just left. Like we mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. Well, there was something that. Well, was we like, were already oh. ten minutes late, and then yeah. there's just herds of people still coming. And it was just weird, and <laughs> it was like, oh, this is not the place for us. Right. So there was a, a my grandma was in this hospital called St. Mary's, and there was a church. St. Mary's, right next to the hospital, and so we're like, "Well, we'll go there because they've got a mass at five forty-five yeah, or something." You know, like, from oh. the outside, we're like, "That's a horrible time," but we'll we'll mm. do it. And so we go in, and it had been totally recovered. Like they had taken out the stained you glass say windows. Recovered? Yeah. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> and they'd no. taken out the stained glass windows. The pews were gone, and there were chairs in place, and no kneelers. Um, and there was Elton John on the, the altar on a piano. I mean, it wasn't what? really Elton John, but it looked like Elton John. <laughs> and he was <laughs> and playing it Oh, like a man there. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like a um, portrait. No. <laughs> just jazzing it up with the music. Yeah. Oh, I see. And so we're like, okay, this is okay. We'll just pray. You're like, pray and focus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, Mass starts, and this priest walks in with all these women surrounding him, and they're holding, you know, the book and everything, and and doing this giant procession. And I just look one look at this guy and I'm like, he's not a 
that something is wrong with this picture, right? Mm-hmm. It was just the way that it was. Well, it ends up being, so this was actually, Ash, the, not Ash Wednesday, first Sunday of Lent, and it was awful. <laughs> By the, there was a lady who gave the homily, so the priest didn't even do the readings. No way. He didn't do the homily. He didn't, nothing. And then the whole church praised the consecration prayers, and they broke off bread to, for the consecration. Like, it wasn't oh, unleavened at mercy. all. I'm bawling my eyes out because yeah. by this time I I was pretty well aware of what was at least mm-hmm. Catholic, mm-hmm. and I'm crying and crying and crying. And somebody comes up to me and they're like, "Well, honey, it's gonna be okay." And I'm like, "No, you don't know. You don't understand." I'm like, "What's wrong with my church?" I'm like, "This is not supposed to be here." Well, I go back to the hospital and talk to my grandma, and she's in a coma, but tears start just streaming down her face when I tell her about this mass, oh. and. Um, and they're like, oh, she can't hear you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so that's wow. kind of strange, but Evidence I'm pretty sure. Was. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure my grandma knows what, what's going on. So I have, a, I have a lot of quotes here yeah. that I compiled. And what you just said reminded me of this quote from Benedict. who He's talking about this desire that priests have to make the liturgy pastoral. Mm-hmm. And like, like creatively doing things like, like a woman coming up and like breaking the the host, like things like that, or given the homily, he said, um, many priests who construct the products of their fantasy, which are supposedly pastoral. Anyone who like me was moved by this perception at the time of the liturgical movement on the eve of the second Vatican council can only stand deeply sorrowing before the ruins of the very things they were concerned for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- this kind of like, wow going wait just this you're not supposed to go to one parish and find a completely different experience than another parish and be surprised at what's going on and shocked yeah and it was the worst i think it possibly or at least the worst i'd ever experienced Mm. and that i think after that experience it drove us to find something else like Mm. this is not right yeah so it had good fruit in that it really inspired us to like do something and you know, yeah. keep progressing and keep trying to focus. And, but not long hmm. after that, when my grandma did finally pass, we went back out. And when we came back through, we came back through Dayton. <gasps> Faustina, is she going to come on I'll the podcast? See, I'll see if she'll go back to sit there. I'll just okay. So, yeah. See you soon. So my grandma, um, when she passed, we ended up coming back through Dayton um, to, to stay with Kim Stagenborg. And, and then we... Um, she, she's like, I'll take you to Mass with me in the morning, and you're, you're going to like this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so we went to Our Lady of the Rosary, and okay. there was a Latin Mass, and it was the first one we'd ever seen. And oh, it blew us away. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was crying <laughs> this time. What was it? Like, it was a high Mass. Well, what what was it about, about the, mass? the Mass? Like what? I just what, felt oh. like I was home. I like, mean, our, that home, but our first was like, everything's right about it. The, I, I the see The body everything. language is right. Yeah. Like that. Is so. You could see the grace flowing from, from the Eucharist to the priest, to the altar servers, to the congregation. Mm. It was like this flood of grace that you could see it. Respect. like and Total like, reverence. Like we love you, God, right, with yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. And so people say communication is so much... I don't know what the percent, 80% body language, right? And yeah, it's right. Okay, we're trying to worship, not just communicate, so even more so to have the body language, right? Yeah. I heard someone describe um, the Latin Mass as, like, the first time he went, he walked in, and it was like he was in the middle of 
the coronation of a king mm. and he wasn't supposed to be there. Like it was something <laughs> so important oh, and wow. solemn yeah. that was happening. And he felt like, this is a big deal. I think we like felt that. like it was well, a big deal. Yeah, but the, it's just that it's so beautiful. But at the same time, there was this like this is where you belong sense. Mm. It yeah, was very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I felt home for the first time. I think ever. Yeah, it was so nice. Yeah. Right. Home, yeah, you feel that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Like you feel like you're home, but it doesn't feel just casual right. and ordinary no. doesn't feel like relaxing yeah not home like in your house home yeah like your right. home, where you belong kind of home where you're meant to be like what i've been searching for yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting like um it quiets your heart versus like exciting your senses or now or... quiet speaking of quiet <laughs> <laughs> so i mean at this point we have four children and um there is no quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the Latin Mass? No, at anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> so, oh, I see. At this yes. point in the story. Yeah, because uh, you're yeah. you're on your 10th? Now, know? yes. Night. Yeah. You're pregnant with your 10th. Right. So you have, so you already have a baseball team worth of kids. Yep. <laughs> How many until you have a football team? I don't know. Football, football, football team, team is less? Football? Foot, football? Uh, John's a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you almost have a football team. Okay, yeah. got it. But yeah. the, you're talking about having four kids. You're in math. Yeah. So in, sitting in mass is oh, never. Oh, five and under, right? At this. Point, yeah. At this right? point, they're under. No, not even. I think Aubrey was. Yeah, it's something like that. Four kids, five and under. Yep. <laughs> so lots of wiggles, and but I don't remember. They did not distract us from that. That one. Yeah. <laughs> that one mass. That one mass. <laughs> Uh, Remember that one, Mass. Oh, actually, at some point, um, which, scratch that. Poor, this poor kid, my poor Francis. He's gonna anyway. He was a baby, and he was just the happiest boy. And um, he would talk as soon as he found his voice, and he was in love. He was just in love with his voice, especially in the church. Um, and so because it echoes, it echoes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. And yes, <laughs> so I remember like having to take him out every yes. Sunday. And we would trade off and on for that for a while. One time I just sat down and I'm like, I'm never going to see a mass again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, it's funny how you think everything is about that one time, but you know, and now look at them. So. Yeah. And great. even so there's something about, um, the Latin mass and it comes back to this idea of active participation. Mm. It's like, what does that mean? Right. And in the council documents, active participation, actually, the, the, the transliteration is act, actuoso, so it means, it means not um, active participation, but it means actual participation, like... Prayerful participation. You're participating <laughs> yeah. with, with your heart. Full like, you're, you're actually, you know what's going on and your heart's engaged. But over, <laughs> over the course of time, it became like a thing that meant doing activities during the liturgy so like you know barb takes up the gifts and right greg is up there like you know washing his hands ready to distribute holy communion okay. it means like doing stuff <laughs> so, yeah what's that stuff called purell. the purell with active participation one thing i've appreciated about the latin mass is i don't feel like it relies on me to do something like the priest isn't mm -hmm. waiting for me to do something for you don't even have to be there. there's no awkward <laughs> pause so of like what's going on now it's like yeah it's going to, ha it's like you're at 
Golgotha and Christ is being crucified and you, you can, can show you can up be there. Or you, yeah, you can yeah. be Mary and John at the foot of the cross. Uh, you don't want to be a Roman centurion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's happening whether or not you do anything. And Tell your story. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't leading gonna... into that story, but I will tell it okay, since you're my wife. Okay, great. And you ordered me. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time we would, well, with Lucy, our oldest, she was really fussy at mass and we would... Um, it seems like there's a time period, like a certain age group, where yeah. it's really difficult. Three. Yes, yeah. I think three is like the. That's really when it's made a difference. And because I mean, because start... it's so there's so much silence that the loudness is just yeah, deafened. Yeah. yeah, and so we would we would go literally probably six times, like going to the back, like getting them quiet, coming back up another time mm-hmm. in the back, come up. Sometimes, well, I'd say most of the time, Lucy was so loud that we'd have to be outside the church mm-hmm. and like walking outside the church. Like, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. with every single child. Yeah. Not yeah. But at the end of at the end of mass, I didn't feel like, oh man, I didn't get anything out of it. It's like no, I was I was loving my daughter, yeah. and I was there. I I received the right. Eucharist, and I was trying to participate. My will was engaged. And didn't matter how much I was thinking about it. Yeah. So then the story you're thinking of is with Peter, um, at the worst possible moments, he would start like wiggling and getting like all gassy. He couldn't process things. Yeah. So we would sit down for dinner and he'd start his wiggle. Like (laughs) we're taking our first bite of dinner and he's like wiggling. So we take him into the next room and we got this thing called a Windy. You Which we've recommended on this podcast before. <laughs> um, it's you stick it up the butt, wow. you like lube it, it up, stick it up the butt, the and air. just relieves yeah. everything. Right. So I'm at mass, and he's doing the wiggle, and we go back in the back of the church into the bathrooms, and I'm there with Peter doing the windy up the butt, <laughs> and I'm I'm hearing the bells for consecration. It's like, yeah. I'm active participation. <laughs> I'm here, Lord. <laughs> the Lord knows I'm here. Right. The most important moment in history is taking place, and I'm with the windy in the bathroom. I, I think that's, yeah, that's such a great point, because I think maybe sometimes uh, first experience of a Latin, the Latin Mass is... What should I do? <laughs> right, people are there... And then they think that they're not really getting anything out of it. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Or they feel like they have to, well, I can't follow along. Or, right. Or they're so far behind. Because yeah. <laughs> in the no, typical experience of Novus Ordo, it's just call and response the whole time. So the priest is like, he's guiding you along. Everything's mm-hmm. spoken out loud in, right. the, in English or in the vernacular. And so when you attend the Latin Mass for the first time, you're like waiting for him to say something to you. And you get lost. Like he, he's like three pages ahead of you. Well, people get confused because they'll hear the choir sing the Kyrie and the priest had already said the Kyrie and they're like, what's going on? So they have no idea what's going on. But it's, there's this, it's a discussion between, you know, the choir and the priest. And actually the priest Mm -hmm. has nothing, like the choir has nothing to do with the mass either. Mm -hmm. In some ways we're participating in the liturgy, but we're not driving the liturgy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That the priest is, is really doing all of that. It's just this, 
And so people who are trying to follow along really can get lost. But um, I, my recommendation for people, especially if it's new to them, is to not try to follow along. Yeah. Just, That's great. Just get into it. Just let yourself pray. Just watch. Just watch and listen. Yeah. Mm. That's great yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It took a while. Yeah, so our experience with Latin Mass, mm-hmm. it took a while for me, like even when before we had kids, to follow along was difficult, and with kids was impossible. Mm-hmm. And so I remember flipping through the missile, and it, it took a while before I was able to follow along. Yeah, I wish we'd received that advice yeah. to just go and soak it in and pray. Because and... you have the ordinary parts of the Mass, which stay the same, and then you have the propers, which are different every mass and right. you're flipping back and forth and the priest doesn't stop. No. And at a high mass, the choir, like you said, the choir is singing something. There, there's overlap. Mm-hmm. It's not like a flat one direction you're walking. Right. It's like the priest continues a dynamic and the choir thing. keeps going with something else. Yeah. It's yeah. all weaving, weaving together right. with some tapestry. Right. Uh, my right. favorite part of the books, not just the red books, but the funeral mass books mm-hmm. and the wedding mass books are the prayers at the end. They are just like hmm. golden prayers. So after mm-hmm. mass, after the mass part, there's like 10 more prayers in all of the books. And mm-hmm. they are so well written. That mm-hmm. Oh, St. Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas yeah. Aquinas. I mean, there's, yeah. you, know. you can just pray those for a long We should time. end with that one of those prayers. So oh, it'll be in the missal. It's one of the oh, yeah. masses for a wedding. Is that what it is? Well, if yeah. if you have the, I mean, every all three books. So there's the Requiem Mass and the Marriage Mass, the yeah. Marriage Mass, and the Red Book. We'll find it. The yeah. end of them have great prayers. They're just the after Mass prayers, and yeah. I mean, the one is Saint Thomas Aquinas. One is just, it paraphrases like by this Eucharist that I received, make me a saint. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. And that blood of Christ. Yeah, oh, the Anima Christi. Anima Christi is in there. There's a prayer at the end of the wedding book, like a prayer said by the man for his wife and a prayer said by wife for her husband. Um, and they are beautiful. That we wish prayers. we had a traditional wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we didn't have a, we had a non-traditional wedding. <laughs> 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 no, just not at, not at a traditional wedding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but those prayers are timeless. They're not relevant. I mean, that's they're great. not like specific to the day. They're like, yeah. for, I think they're for everybody participating in the mass. That's awesome. yeah. Hi, friends. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Annunciation Designs. For the sweetest designs in Catholic apparel, baby swaddles, and home goods, you're going to want to visit AnnunciationDesigns.com. Not only do they have onesies, toddler tees, and adult shirts and sweatshirts honoring some beautiful and heroic saints, Annunciation Designs also carries maternity and nursing tees, items for teachers, and one of my new favorite items, Future Saint Dry Erase Activity Cards with Dry Erase Crayons, not those markers that stain clothes. These activity cards are perfect for your little ones that might not be quite at the age where sitting quietly at mass or adoration is on the horizon yet. Activities include a picture checklist for the parts of the mass, finding and identifying items in the church like a tabernacle or crucifix, and tracing activities that keep your little one engaged and connected to what's happening at mass. Lastly, I wanted to mention that Annunciation Designs has a subscription an adventurer's pilgrimage told through monthly letters. Perfect for your family, homeschool, co-op, or RE program, the Wanderlust Catholic is just $6 a month. 
Your kids are going to love receiving a monthly letter detailing the beauty and wonder of a piece of Catholicism. Use the code DIAPERS15 for 15% off your first three months at AnnunciationDesigns.com. Yeah. So our experience at Latin Mass was my friend, my best friend said, hey, have you heard of like traditional Latin Mass? I said, no. <laughs> and he said, okay, we're going together. And we went... And before we got in, he said, okay, it's like personal prayer, but also the Mass. So there's going to be a lot of silence. That is good. And which was a a great pitch for me because we came out of Net Ministries and had a great formation in a personal prayer life. Mm -hmm. Like get up every day, sit down to meditate, like open scripture and like Mm -hmm. really talk to God and like carve out that time every day. So when I heard this is personal prayer, but also the mass, I'm like, what? Like, normally you go to mass and it's just a lot of talking back and forth. Group prayer. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a lot of vocal prayer. No, yeah. no meditation, I'm right? There's no time for meditation. Mm, yeah. So yeah, my first experience was wonderful because I remember so much time to meditate. Mm-hmm. Just like if at the end of the mass, you feel like, oh, that was... Mm. I feel so at peace. There's so many ways in to this. It's Yeah. yeah, everybody, yeah. Everybody's got a little different... Yeah. And Amber came in well, that, I through, the, through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Not I a very graceful way. I had that mass as well. You were? I, okay. I didn't feel like... Yeah. I My experience was more like Just lay it trying on to Just, flip through the book. Yeah, I yeah. felt like... What's going on? It did yeah, not exactly. And jive. So, yeah, didn't jive. And at this point, we were engaged, probably. Yeah, I think so. And... Oh, Cameron said, this is driving with me. And so... So you're like, oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) We actually found a parish that had both uh, the traditional Latin Mass and the Novus Ordo. So what we originally started doing was we became members of that parish and we're going to... Every other week we are switching between the the two Masses. Um, And then I think over time it was just... I grew in appreciation and also I such a more reverent experience and wow there's a, there is a lot more silence and well it was really like so well <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. another thing yeah. it's easy to compare yourself to the oh, families yeah. have been growing up in latin mass and their kids are like all in a row like they're all like tallest to shortest and they're all perfectly well behaved <laughs> they're dressed in the same tie Okay, so there's um, some of those. <laughs> yeah, no, but we hide in front there. of those families. So you can't see that. Right? I'm talking about hide. families that have like they. This is a part of their DNA. Like they've yeah. lived and breathed this stuff since the beginning, and yeah. we come in with our crazy kids, and we're even seeing the way that people come come into the church. I mean, it was the same church, and the way people would walk in for right. a traditional Latin mass, how they were dressed, how they walk or, in. Or right, what happens? Immediately when mass ends, like are people chatting mm, right. or are people praying? praying. That right. was definitely it's made an true. impression on me. Every decision right. that's yeah. made inside those walls creates a certain environment. If people feel like it's time to chat, well, even when you come in, it's wrong. quiet right. and people and there's signs usually on the door or something yeah, it's like a holy place. it's a holy place, quiet for prayer. You know, right. people are praying, and just that reminder, yeah. I think is and it, it does happen. I mean, people are praying and you. You don't want to disturb them, you know. Mm-hmm. You give them that, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of. Whereas I think in the the Novus Ordo, I remember trying to attend a mass one time, 
and I had to go to the cry room and because they had a cry room. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll go back there. I avoided it from like the plague from then on because yeah. these people in there, they were not there for the kid, but they, the parents were talking. Yeah. I'm like, this is the mass and the consecration. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to pray. You know, I mean, even if I did have a kid, like, I don't need to listen to your conversation. <laughs> so yeah. it was the weirdest thing, you know, I'm thinking it's one thing to take your kid to the back, but the parents should be well behaved. I mean, you would think. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what what was it? I find it hard for to behave. I know. For the, for the people who maybe they've been to Latin Mass once or twice and it's like, yeah. it's not for me. Or like in your situation, your fiance, is that what a male is? <laughs> your fiance is like, hey, we're doing this. Yeah. And it, it was, I think it was the first time we had a, like a right. fight oh. fight thing of like, we're, so this we really is, like a real like two roads diversion of woods. Yeah, interesting. So this is we talked a little bit about this beforehand, but I felt like this was kind of one of those first times where I really experienced that like wives be submissive to your husband. Yeah. Beyonce's be submissive. Where I was feeling like okay, I've expressed like this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking. I felt like I could talk it all out, and then Cameron said, "This is what I'm feeling." He talked it all out. And we're still kind of at an impasse. And, and it's realizing. Uh, but I, I laid it on is... even thicker than that. I said, I said, this is a non-negotiable. Mm. I said, like, I, I haven't yeah. thought, I don't say that about everything. But when, when we started attending Latin Mass regularly, I saw the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. imagined our kids going to Latin Mass. I said, like, I, I'm not going to budge on this. Like, yeah. this is. And, that was and, and then at that point you realize like, well, my husband wants what's best for our family. And so this is one of those things where we're, we're going to do it and just commit to mm-hmm. raising our kids this way and uh, continuing to attend Latin Mass. And then I think something you said to me about the Mass being, the Latin Mass being kind of like a fine wine that like, you'll appreciate it over, over time. Like the more that we go... Um, the more opportunities we have to attend Latin Mass, it's something that you kind of grow in appreciation and love for. And I have found that to be the case. Yeah. 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 I definitely think that it's, um, I can't say that it's necessarily an acquired taste, but some people have a, a taste for it right away. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people, it takes a while for that to, to become familiar and to something that they could actually love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely a true statement. It's, mm-hmm. That some people see it right away, and you know that's just. And other people, it just takes a little bit of getting. You used guys to. were like right away, though, right? The two I mean, of us. We went were... on the journey together, hand yeah. in hand, pretty yeah. much. There, yeah, and just so much was happening to to us together that seemed to just be leading us along. I mean, so that awful mass, the beautiful mass, the next day or two days later. We go back to Virginia, and we call just our priest, <laughs> and yeah. we're like, hmm. okay, where do I find this? Right. right. And that's when he said, at 5.45 in the morning, you can come to the closet in the rectory. I have set up the thing. And apparently he was he was learning the taking last. the path, going down the path at the same time with similar questions. Interesting. Maybe, okay. maybe that's... That's my perception. Maybe that's not no, quite that's right. True, but it was because, just like... And he had nobody to serve the mass. He was just digging in. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this room is probably as big as that yeah. room, as that closet was. And we're literally inside a closet, so it must be really small. <laughs> 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 it was. He's like, 
was a closet that was converted that he converted to a to to a chapel for the rectory, mm-hmm. and. Um, but there was like stuff over there that yeah. was pushed out of the way and stuff over there. Yeah. And it set this giant altar up that was, you know, yeah, you had the to, right like, height and width. You had to back up your head, like, so that the, <laughs> the server could pass you. Like, that's yeah. how bad close wow. we were. You know. so, the patent's like almost decapitating you, yeah. swinging around, <laughs> ducking. But, I mean, for the first several times, we went together. Sometimes I went, uh, just me. Oh, we mostly went separate because um, schedule-wise, yeah. The kids in the morning. Were that's sleeping. right. Yeah, I don't remember. That's one thing, and I don't remember us both being there. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. And then there was one uh, or two servers that. Um, and then and our friends. We got to be good friends with. Who the else Sette-Cotties. came? Oh yes, and one or the other of the Setikani's. But usually both of them because they were not. Yeah. So there's like three. So imagine mass with three people. <laughs> right. Yeah. You gotta know your response. And for that. Well, no, well, we're not we serving. Just, well, we're reading. <laughs> right. We're in. The, I mean, we're, but when he kneels, we have to. Are you the choir though? No, no choir. No Low mass. mass. Low mass. So we didn't even know there was. Well, maybe I didn't. We know had there seen was a one high mass. mass. Yeah, that's right. Father Segura's mass was a high mass, but yeah. cool. so this is low that's mass. That's awesome. And yeah. it's like, and this priest is incredibly reverent with yes. everything he does. Like his mm-hmm. constant elevation is just like. He's holding the one he loves. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. And he just has mm-hmm. this nice pace about him so that you're not... The most so I was reading through the, the Red Book, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, this is what I read about in Guarantee. Right. This is great. And right. I'm able to read the Latin, hear him saying the prayers to himself that you can't usually hear, right? And right. then read the English and it's not going too fast. And I'm just like, oh, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know? but, I had a hard time keeping up. It's still a lot of... Well, you know, if you don't have a missile, you don't have... The proper person, so yeah. Here's yeah. The, here's an interesting thing that I just I just thought of um, about the difference between like a a conversational like a talkative mass where it's just uh, calls and responses and the priest you know everything spoken out loud including the canon and the Eucharistic prayer it's all like he's all he's saying it so you can hear it is you just get weary like your attention just can't hold that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot to try to pay attention to but when there's mostly silence like you might be thinking about you know something that's going on in your personal life that's that god wants to focus on you might be listening to the the latin words that are being sung you might be praying the prayers the priest is praying there's just there's just yeah. this dynamic relationship between parishioners and mm-hmm. and what's going on that not, not everyone needs to be in this like on the same right, and today exactly. this way or yeah. tomorrow yeah. could be a different way, right? A yeah. different yeah. right, right. And sometimes you do need that personal, like I don't need anything else to distract. I just talk, <laughs> like just mm-hmm. right here for God, and yeah. Whatever. And sometimes I just I just have the propers, like I just have the propers, and I'm meditating on those for mass. And sometimes I'm actually praying mm-hmm. the mass with the priest, and right. it, it's just, mm-hmm. just different. Sometimes it's silence. Sometimes we have the kids, and you're in the back, and. You don't have to hear what's going on. You're just there, and yeah. it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. It's just good. the environment. So that mass and then reading Garen Jay really made us want to like, wrap our whole lives around our faith and mm-hmm. to like, okay, how do we how do we live this? And we're still trying to learn, like, how do we really live that? And then, so in D.C., there's no Latin mass. Like, there were four, three Latin masses that we could attend, but you could... Um, that you would 45 minute drive no matter how you cut it. So 
we would drive to all these different places and none of them were a great fit because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, none of them were a Latin mass community. And so mm-hmm. people would come together yeah, and then you didn't have any sense of like, like knowing people there, mm-hmm. like people were just like in and now we're gone. And then there's no like camaraderie mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, right. So that was one of the reasons we moved from the DC area to and we found Dayton. So now was it was it and I'm interested in hearing more about this in terms of like the the kinds of people you find at Latin Mass, but was the problem that they didn't have things going on or was the problem that the people weren't very inviting? No, it was both. just too far okay. away, right? Yeah, I mean, both. Everybody it, came from Right. Kind of DC is a huge so area. Back. Yeah, and oh. it's there's no there's a lot of um re- people would generally not say hi to you. Like mm-hmm. you could stand there and look at you, look at them and mm-hmm. kind of look like you're an innocent person. Just like, so mm-hmm. hello, say hi to me, somebody, yeah. but nobody would say but hi. That's a statement about Northern Virginia. Yeah. That's general. Northern Virginia. Okay. <laughs> so, and that would happen at any church you would go to or any place. And they probably, if it wasn't a Latin mass community or parish, they probably didn't feel like that they belong to the community right. anyways. They were just driving in. To, right. right. Um, and they didn't do things like, um, you know, any of the, like even Corpus Christi or something like that. Matter of fact, in the D.C. area, when we started attending um, one year, it, it became Christmas time and we really wanted to go to, I grew up going to Midnight Mass. And I'm like, I would love a Midnight Mass, but, you know, I'm like, I wonder if there's a, there's not, was not allowed to have a traditional Latin Mass for a Midnight Mass not in the allowed. diocese, not allowed. Because wow. this is before the Merode Proprio mm-hmm. had come out. And so... It was always the most inconvenient times for the Are you Latin talking about Simorum Pontificum? Is that the one you're talking the about? The Moda Proprio? I don't know. It's when Pope Benedict yeah, al- allowed. Pope. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he when he allowed it to, to be yep. anywhere. But the di- they really just, they made it as inconvenient as possible. Mm. And so we, um, we ended up having, <laughs> I ended up singing the Mass at 10 for the, for the parish. And then um, the coming home. 1130. Yeah, and I came. I kind of left early. I didn't. I didn't receive communion. And I came home, and and then we had a lot mass at, at, at home. <laughs> yeah, so that was yeah. That was so our I, first mass at our house. Wow! And was it yeah. that? Uh, it was a lot. It was the closet mass. The closet yes. guy. Yes, okay. the closet guy. <laughs> but this was much well. Two two closets big, right? Two closets. Yeah, it was our house. Yeah, wow. yeah. And we two used, closets. Big. But when he agreed to do that, we'd spent like all of Advent preparing our home for mass, right? And, and I'm just realizing this in, con- in like right. retrospective context. Wow. It was like he said, "Well, you've got to have the proper height and so we had to find all and, the stuff. And you got to have oh, all the stuff. Yeah. Like, That's so the stuff. special." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we really spent all of December trying to... Yeah, and when he... I remember <laughs> that feeling wow. that, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should enter under my roof. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and saying that for the first time, and I'm like, I mean, it was incredible. Like that, wow. like really, I'm not, but wow, <laughs> curious. So, yeah. yeah, very incredible. Do you have a chapel in your home now? Or we do. Wow. Yeah, pretty much since then we've always had one. Yeah. And it was interesting, I was... Your question a couple of weeks ago, you know, about having the interview like and raising kids mm-hmm. right. in this, I saw that um, Bishop Schneider recently, well, maybe it was a year a year ago. Or so he published like twelve things to do, you know, raise, hmm. to raise your kids. And really, okay, what's Catholic. that called? I got my computer here. 
I should I just Google like I can was it twelve things? See persecution as a grace from God for becoming purified and strengthened, not simply as something negative. Become rooted yourself in the Catholic faith through the study of the Catechism. Protect your family's integrity above all else. Catechize your children as your first duty. Pray with your children daily, such as litanies and the rosary. Turn your home into a domestic church. Mm. In the absence of a priest and Sunday Mass, make spiritual communion. Withdraw your family from a parish spreading error and attend a faithful parish, even if you have to travel far. Withdraw your children from school if they are encountering immoral danger in sex ed. If you cannot withdraw your children, establish a coalition of parents to fight for that right. Fight for parental rights using available democratic tools. And 12, be prepared for persecution in protecting your children. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great, great advice. One of the things of these 12 is like you should have a place in your home that like make a home altar. Yeah, and um, say the rosary in front of it or mm. yeah. Yeah. I would have to say that we we could always do better. (laughs) Like, for instance, Mm. um, we tend to, we have got a a crucifix in every room of our house, right? Right. Uh, Which is a very common Catholic thing. Um, And so at some point, you know, depending on the day, like, we're like, we're just going to pray here in this room because it's got a crucifix. So we're right. Instead of going into the the room that's designated for it, you know, but we really could always, we should make that much more Mm. of a transition because... That room's not as comfortable, you know, whatever the reason. Um, or, you know, we just have to get up and move. Um, but we really should make that um, a priority, that that yeah. should be something that it's that important, you know. I've, I've seen a, a change in my kids. Like, I think what you're talking about is setting apart, setting aside time or space for something special. Yeah. And we've been going to adoration, me and Lucy and Peter together. It is so sweet. So, like, one example of them just like doing what I do, even if they don't know what it means, is uh, a profound bow when we enter uh, the pew. And they'll do it, but facing the wrong direction. And just like put their hands on the ground. Like, all right, this is what what we're supposed to do. And uh, one of our kids uh, wet themselves uh, last time we went and Mm -hmm. made a puddle. So I went to the bathroom, got some things to clean it up, came back. And I said to this child, um, okay, we're, we're going to head home, but you got to say a prayer to Jesus before I leave. And this child said, please make my pants dry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> they will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds us, I'm talking about kids who I, have... I think every parent had, had children. We have one who sleeps and just cannot. Who in the pews? Yeah, it's yeah, it just happens. And right. so like midnight, we're cleaning up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two a.m. Whenever mass is right. over. So yeah, what kind of advice would any of us have for a family who like wants? Maybe they've never been to a Latin mass, and they can Google, you know, where one local is near near to them. We mentioned just go and just don't try to do anything. Just listen and watch. But like, what about having kids at at the the mass? I think that is the main concern because, you know, we talked about bringing the kids to the back, back and forth. It's a lot more quiet. And I guess a lot of people would think there's like 
a lot of negative Nancys who are ready to like turn yeah, around and give them happen. a look. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen, yeah. unfortunately. We, what was I mean, even said? if there isn't, you feel that way, right? Yeah. right. So, exactly. And I've actually never seen a Nancy in my life that's done that to me. Yeah. Right. I've met we've, a couple. I don't think we've ever had any issues. With, no. And we our kids are not like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. For the, it's and I've heard I've heard experiences on both sides. Like at any parish you go to, there's there's people like that. But I just think that's the perception when people. When it's are, your yeah. child, that's the perception. When somebody else's child, you feel bad for you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Can I hold exactly. You? Feel you know? it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. So you yeah. you go and you, it's it's really it's just people aren't angry tend to be angry at you 99.9 percent it doesn't bother me i mean like when somebody it just makes me feel bad for the parents because i'm like i know how that feels i'm like i'm so sorry yeah yeah actually um this was one of the first weeks when you were in the choir and i was with the kids (laughs) off to the side and there was an elderly gentleman sitting a couple rows behind me and i just had this feeling like he just didn't he wasn't uh appreciating or feeling Mm -hmm. like I was, you know, doing what I should be doing with the kids. But then after mass, he gave me a thumbs up. (laughs) That was just such a sweet moment. Like that was my perception that he didn't think that, you know, I think we tend to do that to ourselves. Right. Really, you feel bad that you're making a scene or it it feels really, really loud to you. Yeah. Some people don't even hear it. They're like, what? I didn't hear anything. Maybe one piece of advice would be to go to a high mass because there'd be a choir. (laughs) (laughs) So there'd be a lot of singing. Yes. I do have to say, I think that is part of um, what keeps the kids still. They recognize some of that. They're like, oh, you know, they listen to that a little bit more. Um, So a weekday mass would be difficult, especially if it's your first time, if you have kids, young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some, sometimes when you're trying to figure out the mass, you're looking for some spiritual food and then it may make sense to just kind of trade off with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you have to deal with it. It is a challenge to be a parent. For a while I would go on Saturdays by myself. (laughs) Right. And so I could just not, I could just focus on a prayer. Um, but then you kind of start feeling guilty because everybody's like, can I come with you? I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, so after a while, the car gets full and, you know, it's right. okay. I'm like, you just have to be quiet. And they're like, okay. And they could respect that because they're old right. enough, you know, so the older kids would get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a real sweet time for them too, I think. They they really enjoyed being treated like an older person because sure. they right. could sit still, you know. Yeah, the other- even our kids, if... Um, if Cameron is going and it's past their bedtime and you're, you're going to go to a later mass and you'll say, does anyone want to stay up past their bedtime and go to mass? And sometimes they are interested in doing that. It's like a privilege. And well, sometimes they look up at me and they just say, no, I want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, more than mass. Right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> the other That's thing so I've told people in the past is, but it won't work for everybody, is that we sit in the front or try to sit in the front. Yeah. And... We did that too. There's pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's watching me not do a good job. And <laughs> at the same time, like there's some the kids can see they watch. Yeah. Exactly. They, they see, see everything the back on somebody's shoulders and like right. I can imagine that's even harder. Can you imagine? Like really people are like twelve feet tall and you can't see <laughs> yeah. over their shoulders. <laughs> what is going on up there? I'm obviously gonna like fidget and find something to do, right? I have right. enough time being that's still. That's a good but, point. Yeah. But like I said, it doesn't work for everybody. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. We did that from the beginning. At one point, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit in the front. Yes. Right. 
I think that's good advice. I think that worked with Lucy for the most part. Right. It's back as I before. <laughs> yeah. well, well, we would have to yeah, go all the way to the money. back and yeah. back and forth. But I think I think there is something about like because the altar boys come in, in a certain way and it's very choreographed. It's like a group of soldiers like moving in step, yeah. uh, you know, carrying the torches and every movement is so intentional. Yeah. And seeing the candles, I smelling think it's the meaningful. incense. And for the boys, I don't know, my boys especially, they really are paying attention because they could be up there on that altar. Yeah. So they right. notice all the mistakes. They know mm. I don't see any of that. But like study yeah. so I was yeah. say like study, study what they're doing there. so that you can like do imagine that yourself in that spot. Yeah. It's that amazing spot. how many altar boys they can have yes. at, a, at a mass. And it's so cool. It's like overflowing. <laughs> yeah. Like so many young yeah. boys yeah. who want to do this. And you mm-hmm. almost everywhere else in America, you have this problem. You have like yeah. very few altar boys and altar girls. It's just yeah. like. And I remember hearing at our last parish that it's like, I mean, there were so many boys that wanted to serve that it was like, well, you have to wait your turn because there's mm-hmm. so many that, that wanted yeah. to serve. And that happens serve. here, too. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like something important is going on. Right. Like it's it's this elevated thing. It's this. Well, like, and there's that hierarchy, too, even yeah. within the servers. You know, there's mm. the, the torchbearers and the acolytes mm. and, the, you know, it just keeps going. Um, and I think that sense of accomplishment for each mm-hmm. level that they can a- attain is kind of, it's another, it's good for men, right? That's for really that cool. building of the character. Sure. Right. Um, and it's, it's something that really is inspiring for them. And they're, they're the only ones who can be like up close and personal with the priest. Yeah. And that, how much of an impact that would make on a young boy to like be the one who's kneeling there or anybody. Right. Yeah. I served up there once here for Father Wodowski and like that crucifix that we have, is just like. Massive. Towering mm. over. You feel so small at his feet. He's wow. six feet tall. Feet. Oh, wow. He's a full-sized. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, very big. Seems bigger than that to me. But yeah. there's a, the just a, the, pers- the perspective difference of being like that much yeah. closer. Wow. Mm. Or under under his feet. Yeah, wow. it's striking. That's cool. Right. And it's very humbling to mess up mass for a priest. <laughs> like I just can't do it perfect. <laughs> or even that well. So, yeah. Yeah. So have you all noticed a difference in your kids from going to Novus Ordo? Yeah, because we're, we're to... noobs, because our oldest is five. Right. So and we just haven't... They've always seen the Latin Mass, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. We started going when our oldest... Shortly after our oldest was born, yeah. Aubrey so... was probably six, so... No, she was... Well, Fran- it was when Francis was born, so she was four and a half, five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so, I imagine it to be a much more difficult transition for somebody with older children mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, social networks of friends at you know whatever right. church they've got to go. All right, we're going to bring our whole you know we're going to yeah. bring our family now to this new. It's like moving, right? Right. It really helped um, for us to reestablish when we moved. You know, from DC to Dayton, it's like new community, new. Ma- yes, I mean, it was like all in sense. one. Um, it would be really difficult, you know, if you had a really established, rooted community, and then to try to switch, you know. But some families have done it. I mean, yeah. there's, there's... so are you of the opinion that um, people should just go where they want to go, or is there a difference between, <laughs> like, let's take, you know. Let's just call it Father Bob's Parish, where we mm-hmm. first, like our first parish experience. Is it just go where you 
like to go or is there a, is there a difference with raising your family in in the Latin mass, I think so, it's, it's... I mean, a, this is that conversation we had on the way here. This yeah. is like, so So we know, all of us, about this amazing feast with mm. the most wonderful food. Filet mignon or whatever you want to call it. And we see that there's McDonald's being served somewhere else. And out of love, I want to share this, right? Mm. And I want to give them a taste for something beautiful or yeah. wonderful. Mm. I want to share the best with them. Um and and I want them and here's the other like when we were researching you know all throughout history you look at all these saints and this, the mass that the saints prayed at is the Latin mass for us that was a real draw I mean if mm. you want your children to be to be saints and we read them saint stories and right. then they can have that connection through history um, with the saints you know and the mass and just to, to live the faith um, and so they kind of have this it just a different it's a different spirituality too that's portrayed at the Latin Mass um, than is than what we were grew up, what I grew up with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't feel like I took my faith very seriously as a young adult until I really until I had to search for it, and then when I found it in the Latin Mass, I it was just deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's still inexhaustible, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff I cannot. Can't get to the bottom. Yeah, of that was how the beautiful other important is. conversation. I think. Yeah. Right. One of my favorite things about the Catholic faith is that you can just study for a lifetime and never mm-hmm. exhaust it. Right. Yes. It's just there. To, and that's just to, the Catholic Church is just. Incredible. Yeah, that that's the faith, yeah. and you can do that with this liturgy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's books and books and books. The and liturgy can, should right. reflect God, who is inexhaustible yeah. right. and dynamic and profound and right. like. You don't really understand what's going on. Right. Like he's beyond and why would we us. think that we can understand yeah. it? I mean, that's, we can only I mean, you can pick dig, away at it, you know. Yeah, you were saying earlier, you can dig at the liturgical music and it, it's mm. almost inexhaustible. I find new stuff all the time and not mm. just, you know, I mean, just throughout her history or like this, you know, him changed in 19, in 16, whatever. And, you know, all of those things. And it's, it's that church history that we're that we're celebrating, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, I have always sung in choirs and I really loved singing. Um, I sang for the Bach Society and I just, I loved liturgical music. Well, one day it really got me sad as I'm singing through the Gloria, Vivaldi's Gloria. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, these people have no idea what they're listening to. You know, it's this art form for them. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a prayer. It's right. the Gloria, you know, mm-hmm. and every Sunday I get to sing you know, Gloria's and Kratos and, and whatever else in the context in which it was truly written for, you know, that's, that's something we can't, you can't experience that. Um, I don't think, else. I don't think people realize how much history was lost in like that quote we read from Benedict earlier, mm-hmm. Benedict the 16th about like, um, this is this, the spirit that rose up after the second Vatican council that wanted to like change the liturgy and reconstruct it. To like pastoral, like change it for particular groups, mm-hmm. and what happened was we lost so much history <laughs> that was that was just just grown into the liturgy over time. Like it was you know, natural, yeah. The, the Eucharistic yeah. prayer one, which is the Roman canon, like sixteen hundred years old, and if if we don't hear that on Sunday, that's an injustice. 
to every Catholic. If they don't have access to that, that's part of our history. 1,600 years old. Mm-hmm. Or Latin. It's yeah. a link. It's our, it's our it link. It connects it's us. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. universal. There's, yeah. I mean. Not only is it universal, it's historical. It's yeah. global. Mm-hmm. It's It connects us to the church of the past and the church everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we just lose something if, yeah. if we don't have access to that. I think a lot of people would be surprised to realize how much of their liturgy is actually not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not just talking about the Latin mass. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about how Novus Ordo was supposed to be implemented based on this, oh, the know. actual writings of the second Vatican mm-hmm. council. So it's just, so I, my recommendation for people is just attend the Latin mass because you are stepping into something that is Catholic and apostolic and holy and one. And it's created it, saints. It's the mass of the saints. That's yes. What I, I like to t- tell my kids that it's, this is yeah, I mean, you can see the statue of St. John Vianney up there, and like, this is the Mass he prayed, almost yeah. like he yeah. prayed it, right? right? Yeah. Can... Padre Pio, like, right. I mean, uh, any of, I mean, there's, there's some exceptions coming up right now, um, but I think at the time, it's still, I think it's what formed these people. Mm-hmm. It it really did. It had an impact on them. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, um, that they can, for all time, I think they can really connects all all of history yeah and it's it's just a beautiful thing i think we'll end with uh the collect from the feast of the holy family there we go. the fathers and the holy spirit O lord jesus christ who being subject to mary and joseph did sanctify home life with ineffable virtues grant that with the aid of both we may be taught by the example of thy holy family and attain to eternal fellowship with them who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Father, world without end. Amen. Amen. Hi, friends. You have been listening to Diapers and Disciples. To find out more about the podcast or to access show notes, visit diapersanddisciples.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. We are so grateful for those of you who generously support us financially and through prayer. You can learn more about supporting the show at patreon.com slash diapers and disciples.